internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel, to telecommuting from home, to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm so excited today to be talking about one of my favorite topics, mental toughness, mental fitness, whatever you want to call it. Our brains are where it's at these days. I'm here today with Kelly Rogstad of BZ Boards. Check her out at bzboards.com. I'm also here with Renee, Renee Barn, and she is coming to us from Copper Touch. Copper Touch is C-O-P-P-E-R-T-O-U-C-H. It is a solid hand sanitizer. You're going to want to check it out. That BZ Board is a premium transfer board. So if you have difficulty getting from the car to the commode to the wheelchair or you're moving a parent, it's a really good thing to have in your home. I got one myself for my dad. So the topic of the hour is mental toughness. And girls, I want to ask you first for your definition of mental toughness, because what I've learned in teaching mental toughness for over 25 years is that everybody has a different perception of what mental toughness means. I'm going to go to you, Kelly, first. I think mental toughness is when you can cope with all of the things that are coming and going in your brain. I think that um, there's so many things today that are compounding on top of us, and it's the ability to be able to handle it all without having breakdown. I'll take it. How about you, Renee? What do you got? Yeah, I kind of agree with Kelly. It's just kind of coping with everything because, like she said, there's so much going on and, you know, depression, anxiety. It just, when there's so much on your mind, you just lose it. and It's it's, flourishing in society. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to take it one step further. And I'm going to tell you guys that I believe that mental toughness, mental fitness is making the right decision for you, regardless of external circumstances. So whether you're upset, whether you're frustrated, whether you're tired, whether you're hungry, whether you're distracted, when we don't make the right decisions for ourselves, we just create an avalanche of problems. And so that decision-making is the one thing that we do in our brains, right? We do it mentally. We make a decision. And when we fall down on the job, when our mental fitness is down or our mental toughness is down, that's when we make bad decisions. That's when we make wrong choices. Agree or disagree, girls? Yes, agree. I do agree. Right. Yeah, because in a perfect world, we would always make the right decision, right? <laughs> that would be nice. in a perfect Wouldn't world, it? yes. If we, had, yeah. if we if we knew what we should be doing, that'd but I be think great. nowadays everybody's so they want to please everybody else but themselves, you know. So they look at that aspect. I think because everyone can see you now, they can see you so clearly. You're on Facebook, and you know there's so many more people at work, and you know it, there's so many more events you're going to now mm-hmm. that you're so visible. You're in the spotlight. 
Well, that's that's adding stress. Like that adds stress onto our our decision making abilities. And when we look at mental toughness and mental fitness, our brain and our decision making ability is really like everything else in life. If we don't sleep, if we're not hydrated, if we don't eat right, you know, if we don't do the things, exercise, all these things go into our decision making ability. And everybody just thinks like, oh, well, you know, I didn't sleep that well last night? What happens to your ability to make a decision? What happens to your mental toughness? And I can give you a perfect example. When I wake up in the morning, I'm well rested. I don't have a lot of things on my plate and I eat a healthy breakfast. By 930 at night, most nights, I'm ready to rip the fabric off the couch and eat it. (laughs) And I'm so tired. I'm so frustrated. My brain is tired from all the decisions. You know, decision fatigue is a thing. And when we know that our battles are won or lost in the mind, we make bad decisions. I make bad decisions. I did great all day yesterday. And this is just in a simple weight loss challenge. And at 10 o'clock at night, I ate three sugar cookies filled with butter. And if I could have eaten the box, if there was some left, I would have. Because when I'm tired, and this is true of everyone, when you're frustrated, when you've had enough, your defenses go down and that's why mental toughness cannot withstand willpower. Willpower is only as good as the powerful body behind it and when you don't have anything left in your system willpower goes out the window. So what do we do? What do we do girls? We can't rely on willpower so what what can we do? But before we do I want to thank our sponsor today and our sponsor today is Raycon and I want you guys to go to buyraycon.com slash coach talk and take a look while I'm talking and use the code holiday to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. And you guys have seen all those catalogs that come in and the gift guides for holiday season. And you know, you've got gifts for everybody you need to buy for your kids, for your mom, for your coworkers. You know, there's gifts for, for guys, gift for girls. And you know, you could study all those gift guides and shop at 10 different places or chase things down on the internet or You could save time, money, and your sanity by shopping at Raycon and getting a gift everyone will love. It should be top on your list and one that everyone will use. And those are Raycon wireless earbuds. And I really like them. I like them because they're affordable. I like them because they stay charged really long. And they come in such pretty colors, you guys. You gotta go check them out. There's there's a white, there's a rose gold, there's a like a really shiny blue one. I mean, they're just super pretty. And they give you this amazing audio quality wherever you go. And they're useful for anyone on your list. And even better for you, they start at half the price of the other premium audio brands. And like I said, Raycons are available in five stylish colors. So you can pick a perfect one for everyone on your list or get a couple for yourself because that's what we do. And we're entrepreneurs and we own our own companies. And with free shipping and returns, gifting is easier than ever. So the holidays are coming faster than you think. And now is the time to knock out that gift list and avoid the last minute shipping scramble, especially because right now my listeners will be getting 15% off site-wide with code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash coach talk. Go to buyraycon.com slash coach talk and use the code HOLIDAY today to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash coach talk. Now we're talking today with Kelly and Renee and we're talking about mental toughness and mental fitness and how we can get that. And I 
I know, Kelly, you have some great ideas. I think that we need to not be afraid to talk about it. Um, women especially, I think, hide um, fear, depression, anxiety, because they don't want anyone to see it. And that's really unhealthy. I suffered from anxiety for many, many years, and, and I mean really bad anxiety. And it took me years to realize, and doctors, I ended up at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and it took me a long time to realize that I have to be um, open about it, face those fears, understand what was going on. And I had to do a lot of research with that. And I had to really get myself um, healthy again, like you're talking about, so that I could make good decisions. And um, I think that we really, really hide it um, because we don't want anyone to think that we're failing at anything. And I think on with that, you know, not just not talking about it, but a lot of people are afraid to talk about it, not just from their personal aspects, but the person, you know, what are they going to judge me? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to tell me, oh, just suck it up. You're just being... A baby about it or something, yeah. you know. So I hear that a lot from new moms that um, have a lot of shaming. Mm-hmm. You know, people shame them for how they are being a mom and what decisions they're making. And it, it's really hard on people um, because we're not always face to face anymore. We have social media where people can say things and they don't have to be facing you. And it's a lot easier for them to be mean. And, and so those things make people... Um, hide it even more, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and here's the thing that like, I'm going to give you guys a, a antidote to shame. When somebody shames you in your head, you just say, you're mean and stupid. Like, I know it's a ridiculous, <laughs> childish way to handle it. But when, when people shame me, it's because they're, they have the problem. You know, they if they're yes. trying to shame you, Kelly, or Renee, or me, because I get, you know, I've gotten, everybody gets shamed by yeah. people in their lives. And it can be well-meaning family members. But... All you have to do when somebody starts shaming you is just in your head going, wow, that's stupid and mean and mentally give it back to them. I'm not saying call them stupid and mean. I'm saying in your head, go, this is a stupid comment they're making. They're being mean and I do not accept it because people can't make us feel bad about ourselves. However, if you have enough repeated influence to try to make you feel bad about yourself, eventually what's going to happen? Willpower is going to give out. You're going to start to buy what they're selling. And this is one of the biggest like um, principles of mental toughness mm-hmm. is to know where you end and that other person begins. And when somebody is talking to you about your mental health and you are feeling shame, you are feeling embarrassment, you are feeling hurt. I got news for you. That person's not helping. <laughs> like, not helping. Right, right. And you know what? As we talk about shaming people and not helping, I'm going to tell you something that's going to help you a lot. And girls, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of finding Santa's beard in my dude's pants. And Harry Jingle Balls are a thing of the past with Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. And inside the Performance Package 4.0, you will find the signature lawnmower. I mean, how cool is this? The lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin safe technology 
technology. And you know what? Candy cane balls, no more. It's also waterproof, so he can use it in the shower. And I'm going to tell you, you guys know I have no shame, but the hygiene bundle also comes with a pair of manscaped anti-chafing boxers that'll keep his junk feeling fresh all day. It is the perfect package for his package. And when we talk about no shame, I got these for my grown kids. They are grown men and their girlfriends will thank me because yes, I am that mom. And it is the season to load up on Manscaped products. So get your man, your dad, your brother, even your kids and your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. So to get 20% off and free shipping with the code COACHTALK, go to manscaped.com. Every guy has Manscaped on their wish list. Get him products he'll actually use this holiday season. So to get 20% off and free shipping with the code COACHTALK at manscaped.com, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code COACHTALK. Get your man a gift he'll both enjoy and you know what? It's a great, cool gift. Like moms for centuries have given their girls, you know, little period packs and panty packs and all these things. So why can't a mom like me, a cool single mom who's raised great boys to be great men in their women's life? So I'm going to encourage all of you out there, get these for your grown kids. Go to manscaped.com and use the code COACHTALK for 20% off and free shipping. You will be glad you did. Your kids will be glad you did. Your husband, your dude, any guy in your life, your brother, everybody's going to be glad you did. Now, Kelly, you wanted to say something about um, increasing our mental fitness and why people can come at us, especially if we're feeling down. Sometimes it's because of their own um, feeling of it being inadequate. And, and, I, and I really that. realize that now it's that I'm older. That. People, when they come in, look at you. You're a helpful person. Renee, you're a helpful person. I'm a helpful person. We, for the most part, unless we're having a bad day, are really careful with each other's feelings as a team. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We try not to run over Renee, run over Kelly, or run over Sandra when a mistake is made. Right? We, we mm-hmm. treat each other with care and compassion and kindness if someone is shaming you where is the care where is the compassion where is the kindness it's absent and I think that we really need to start with ourselves we have to support people and um, and learn how to be better at seeing the issues that they may have so we can support them Um, there's so much um, anxiety and depression and people trying to cope with medical issues and I think we just have to start with ourselves and be the supporters so that we can get that support back too sometimes you know sometimes it's just a matter of blocking out the people who support you talk about the or the the people that shame you I'm talking about like Kelly when it's a good healthy relationship it goes back and forth yeah somebody can hurt your feelings but then you make up and it's fine when we talk about mental toughness though which is our topic today we need to put a barrier up and Renee I'll get to you in a second (laughs) when you drive up a mountain road what do you have along the curve of the road that makes it so you don't drive off the road into darkness what's it called the guardrail 
a guardrail. Okay. A guardrail is a boundary. And we all know what a guardrail is on the road if we drive. What what we fail to recognize is the guardrails that we have to put up around our mental health. This is not a wall. This is not an impenetrable fortress. This is a guardrail. It's kept, it's made to keep us from going off the road. So if our road, Kelly, is our mental health and reducing our anxiety, that guardrail has to keep us away from people who produce anxiety. If it's shaming for you, Renee, we've got to keep ourselves away from people who, who shame us and make us feel bad about ourselves. Now, when it's a parent, when it's a sibling, that's a lot trickier. When it's a coworker, a lot trickier. But a guardrail is something like this. And I'm I'm just gonna get off my soapbox for a second because I just think this is so <laughs> important, you guys. A guardrail means changing the subject. If you're shaming me, Kelly, I'm gonna talk about the weather. I'm gonna ask about a project. I'm gonna move that person off that target. And I have to keep moving that person off target. I will, because that's me staying in my lane, staying in my guardrail. If it's a shaming event. It could be from the past coming through your memory. It could be somebody in your sphere of influence, a family member that thinks they have all the right in the world and that they think they're helping. And you don't want to have a conflict of going not helping because sometimes that just makes it even worse. But you can follow that guardrail and change the subject, move them off. Usually somebody who is shaming, blaming or controlling you wants to talk about themselves. So a mental toughness trick flip the conversation around and get them talking about themselves get that focus off of you stay in that lane put that guardrail up protect your mental health so if something's causing you shame distress and it's coming from the outside with another person who's in your space put that boundary up put that guardrail up and change the subject and if it's your boss get them talking about themselves because usually the blaming the shaming the anxiety producer fall into that narcissistic family i'm i'm all ears for what you guys have to say about that well i think that you have to be able to evaluate yourself and your mental health so that you know when somebody has good intentions or bad intentions because sometimes you know those people like your parents or your siblings they may irritate you but sometimes they're telling you things that are really healthy for you and and you don't want to hear it later on you think about it and think well you know they do have a good intention shaming is always a bad intention always. i think and mm-hmm. and you know, that's a hurtful thing to get you to feel um, down about yourself. But if you can evaluate yourself and your boundaries and understand when people have good intentions, then you can let that healthy information in. And you may not want to let that healthy information in, Cal, when you're having a rough day. Absolutely. And that's why I think you have to take those evaluation times to, you know, sit down and and maybe have the time to think about it when you're not so irritated, you're not angry, you're not frustrated. Process it before you say something. When you are rested and you're you're able to cope with it. And that's that's setting your own boundaries, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, and some really good languaging techniques, because I'm a big modeler of this languaging techniques can be you know I would love to hear this but I just can't take it in right now right we talk about this later so you're not rejecting you're not pushing them away you're saying you know what I've got a lot on my mind I can't take this in right now can we talk about this later 
Right. You're and, in my bubble right now. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's the thing is a lot of people are never taught the guardrail or the boundary of telling someone no not right now in a polite way and I think that is true more of women than of men of what I've seen walking this earth that we somehow feel that saying no it first of all it's not a complete sentence which it is we can say no without making an excuse which just gives people room to argue with you and lastly no is a protective boundary and no doesn't mean I don't love you I don't care for you I don't want you in my life people get all screwed up with the word no no just means no no i can't do it right now no i can't i'm 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 not able to process this right now can we move shift can we shift that out of my my mental health space my mental toughness space that's protecting that's mental toughness you guys saying no i can't do this right now can we talk about it later or i, I just can't i just can't take this in right now I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed can we do this later that's that's that guardrail keeping you from going off the mountain pass because if you don't say no if you don't put up a guardrail you're going to crane off that mountain pass and go down in oblivion and that's when that's when anxiety depression frustration we blow up we fall apart we 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 literally fall into that empty chasm i think especially when it's coming in from more than one side sure you know, when it when it's coming in from all sides and different people um it compounds and it builds in inside of you until you just have to blow mm-hmm. and so i i think making sure that you are um setting those boundaries is really important you and for some people, that's really hard to do because they may have medical issues that, that make it hard for them to do that. Right. You wanted to contribute something. I'm sorry when I cut you off. No, you're good. I was just going to say earlier, you know, as far as, you know, having that mental toughness, you know, some people, and I'll take me, for example, not to put me on the spot, but growing up um, in physically and mental abuse, you know, that plays a lot on your childhood and how you grow up and foresee yourself and have that strength, whether or not to be strong mentally, I think plays a part in it's been a struggle over the years trying to get to that point. Absolutely. And then when other things come in and compound on top right. of that. Yeah. <laughs> right, because this wasn't yours, Renee. And for most people who've struggled with any sort of abuse in their life, they have these after effects. It's like the gifts of abuse that keep on giving in your head. <laughs> and, you know, and that's where, again, the word no is really powerful. When those thoughts come in, you take a step and go, is this mine? Like, are these mean things I'm saying about myself or these mean things? And those mean things can be you're not good enough. Nobody cares what you have to say. Your voice is terrible. Those are the things that are in my head. You know, you're never going to amount to anything. You're going to be bald and you keep putting all that stuff in your hair. That's what the guy told me when I was like in sixth grade. <laughs> Cut my hair, And he's like, you know, you do awful things to your hair. You're going to be bald by the time you're 30. And, you know, and I use these like little kind of light things but there's much heavier things that people carry and this is where you part of your mental toughness is to stop yourself if you need to pull over the car if you need to get off the phone if you need to walk out go hide in the bathroom great place to hide and then just sit down and have a conversation with yourself and go first of all is this true 
Is this true about me? Am I a loser? Am I pathetic? Am I never going to amount to anything? Um, Why am I feeling this way? Right. Why am I feeling this way? And then go, is this fair? Like, is it true? Is it fair? Is it right? Is it kind? You know, there's an acronym for think. Do you guys know the think acronym? I do not. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a really important one. It's something to teach your kids. It's something to teach your coworkers. And when I tell people to think, what think stands for is analyzing that thought or what you're going to say or what that person said. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Because when somebody makes a mistake as a manager, I can come in and say, you are an idiot. What kind of person would do this? I can't believe blah, 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 blah. Well, first of all, it's not true. I'm not an idiot. Two, it's not helpful. It's not inspiring. It doesn't make me want to work harder. Telling me I'm stupid just makes me go, well, I guess if I'm stupid, I won't do anything. (laughs) And is it necessary? It's not necessary for me. It was necessary for the person who was out of control in their anger. And lastly, was it kind? There's ways to say it. Hey, you know what? I would like you next time to do this differently. It's very much different than going, you screwed up and made a mistake. They're both the same end result. The thing, whatever was created, wasn't created the way it was designed to be or intended to be. And so we have a choice. So the acronym THINK, teach your grandchildren, teach your friends, teach your family, teach your coworkers, teach your bosses to think before they speak, but to think about their thoughts. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Because I guarantee you all that trash in your head that was given to you by whatever abuser was in your life will not pass the think test. And if you have to write that down on a post-it and stick it on your computer or stick it on your mirror where you brush your teeth and run your thoughts through that filter and then get rid of them and go, you know what, then I'm not going to think this. If it's not true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, or kind, this is not right and I don't accept it. And you're just like you delete a file on your computer. I want you to say out loud or say in your head, delete. Like, I'm going to delete that thought. Delete, 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 delete. When you start deleting your own personal programming, you are attending to your mental fitness and your mental toughness. What do you guys think? I agree. Think. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) And when you think before you say something, you know, Kelly, if I have to correct you or Renee, if I have to correct you, if you guys have to correct me, I want you to really think, is it true? You know, because a lot of times we attribute and this is this is mental toughness. We attribute intentions to people's behaviors that we just make up in our heads and then we get somebody to corroborate that so let's say kelly is late this morning and i say to renee oh kelly's always late kelly's late because she has too much to do with her husband and her grandbabies and her dogs and her cats and right i feel like this might have been a conversation <laughs> No, because it's because it's, we hear these all the time, you guys. And this is this is a mental game. Somebody's playing a game with your mind when they say this, because the reality is Kelly could have been stuck in traffic. Kelly could have stubbed her toe. Kelly could have had a flat tire. Kelly could have 
gotten up late because she's dealing with a family issue. There are a thousand reasons why somebody does something. And sometimes they don't even know why they do something. But it is the absolute egoic hubris of of incredible incredible narcissism to think that you know why somebody does something and this is especially true of parents and their kids i think you, in society today that it's really hard because if you get a group of people that all agree and it's something that you know that like you have a bully and you have somebody that comes along and they decide you know what I like that I'm going to justify their actions and they justify mine because I like to be absolutely bullied. you get groups of people that um, you know it, it starts to wear on you you start to think you know is it me is that I'm, I'm just not like this but I do think if you do your you know think um, process that does does help um, to get you through, you know, what do I believe? What what are my thoughts about this instead of just feeling so inadequate because somebody justified what somebody else did? All right, so you want another soapbox? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to give you my soapbox, okay? <laughs> so just bear with me. All right, what you're talking about is a phenomenon that call, is called groupthink. And groupthink occurs when a group of individuals reaches a consensus. They all agree upon something without any sort of rationale, critical thinking, evaluation, consequences, alternatives, nothing like that. Groupthink is usually based on the common desire to align together with the powerful person and if the powerful person is a big fat liar or doesn't like you you're sunk so right what do we do this is where we go into the mental fitness part of mental toughness and i'm going to take you guys back to caveman times and when you went to get a some water for your family just bear with me what do you do you take like a, a bucket or maybe a, a, a skin bag you know like made or from a, a copper pot a <laughs> copper pot thank you copper touch for that copper pot coppertouch.com check it out the world's only solid hand sanitizer um, and you scooped up this water and you carried it back to the cave or the camp where you were and if the if the bushes rustled what did you do stopped and look right <laughs> yep you went on what's the word it starts with an a you were went on alert anxiety yeah. <laughs> alert. well it is anxiety producing when a bush rustles you think it's a snake you think it's a you know if the leaves rustle you hear a branch break immediately you go on alert right Yep. Okay, I'm going to bring you fast forward to 10,000 years ahead. And what does your email, what does your phone give you? What's that same word? Alert. Alert. This is not by any accident, you guys. We know that our hard wiring goes back to caveman days that we will respond to alerts. And Kelly, this goes in alignment with your anxiety because an alert is anxiety producing. So we get email alerts, we get news alerts, we get social media alerts, alert, 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 which keeps ourselves in a state of hyperactivity. Now, 
let's go back to our caveman thing and you're got your water right and now you and kelly kelly's got the water and renee you're going to get us some lunch okay so you're going to go and pick what Berries. Berries. Okay. <laughs> Let's pick berries. So you go to the same place every day and uh-oh, a bear ate all the berries. So what do you do now? You start foraging, right? You start digging and you look you look for some more berries, right? You don't give up and say, Oh my god, the world is over, there are no more berries. You guys go to a different place and look, right? Yep. Psychologically Digital media knows these two things. They know that human behavior responds to alerts. And secondly, they know that human behavior gets a reward from searching. All right. So what does this have to do with mental toughness, you say? Mental toughness has to do with mental fitness. Mental fitness has to do with brain fatigue. Where do our brains get most fatigued today? In digital media. So when you go on any of the social medias, it's a bottomless pit. You're foraging for berries to get that little reward. And guess what? Alerts come in. Alert. Hey, there's a bag to buy. Alert. Hey, you know, because an alert can be a good thing or a bad thing. But what it does is it fires up our nervous system. And we are hardwired to search for berries. And what greater place to search the bottomless pits of today are what? Search engines. We can go. Google till our eyeballs fall out. We can go on social media and we can scroll till our fingers bleed, right? We can go on to some of these movie streaming services and be entertained. We can search for, for mental berries all day long. Till the cows come home. Till the sun comes up in the morning. I think part of that, too, is because we just don't know how to relax anymore. Because we are hardwired, Kelly, to respond to alerts and to search for berries. That is why it is so hard for us to put up those we're wrapping around to the guardrails. We actually have to put up guardrails now. We have to put, if you're going to protect your mental health, because if your brain is fried, Kelly, from searching social media or watching, you know, binge watching or responding to alerts, you will not have the tools you need to manage your anxiety. And I promise you that all these things are anxiety producing because they cause mental fatigue. And now we're back to the cookies I don't eat in the morning and the cookies I eat and the half a couch I eat at 1030 at night. (laughs) Well, and sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. I mean, sometimes, you know, we're so we're so um, busy all the time that if we have a moment to relax, we almost have to have something to multitask. So we may be watching the TV, but we're scrolling through our phone at the same time and you may think i need to put that down but two seconds later you have it in your hand again you didn't even realize that you went back to it and and so we have a really hard time putting up boundaries from ourselves too absolutely and that's why the boundary has to come in the form of physical boundaries some of the things that i recommend in attending to your mental health with a strain of digital media is taking alerts off your phone 
making yourself log into a social media versus pushing one button on your phone. Most smart devices today have timers on it. You can go and you can set a limit that will come up and say, you have spent your 15 minutes. If you allot yourself 15 minutes or 30 minutes a day for these things, they will come up and alert you. And that's a good alert because it can make the decision. Do you want to keep swimming in this bottomless pit of media? The other sometimes I think you have to choose what media you're going to be watching. I mean, you know, sometimes I can I can really relax if I'm scrolling through Facebook and seeing what my friends are doing. But to watch the news may stress me really a lot. And so I need to be able to choose what I can handle at, at what time. Well, here's the way, Kelly, you can tell I can I, I have a test that can prove if that's really true. Because a lot of times the 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 scrolling is a form of hypnosis. And, and we can have a whole show about the brain and, and we've got, you know, the scrolling, 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 and it basically is hypnotic, just like certain television shows, certain television things can be all digital media can have a hypnosis aspect to it. So sure. and trust me, programmers, designers know these things. Sure. And so if you truly find that relaxing, mm-hmm. try this next week. Shut your phone off. Shut your phone off, shut your TV off, read a book. See how many times you think about it. Think about it, reach for your phone. And if you can't shut your phone off and, and you know, the world's not going to fall apart. People, you can, you can set it up so you can get texts only from your daughter, your grandbaby or, or your husband. Like we have the technology. We don't have to say, leave your phone on, you know, cause our phones are not phones anymore. They're these multimedia device distraction devices. They're an addiction. Mm-hmm. And that's my next point because a lot of times and I'm not saying it's just for you Cal a lot of times people say they feel like they're unwinding they relax they do this no they're actually feeding the addiction the addiction is calming down not them so my challenge to everybody listening today if you want to learn how digital media influences of people in your lives shut everything out that you can for a week Shut the TV off, shut the phone off, pick up a book, take a walk, and it will most likely, and I did this myself, which is why I'm asking you to do it. I never ask you guys to do anything I wouldn't do. If you can't do this for more than two days and you have to go back to it, you got a problem. It's just that's the problem. And I, <laughs> I think 99% of people have a problem. I could barely make it through day one. Yep. And I know that that would be true. Mm-hmm. So, because it, like I said, it is, it's your crutch in some ways. It's like your cigarette or your drink for some people or your, your food addiction or whatever it is. It's your crutch. And so it is going to be just as hard as giving up any of those things. Right, because who's in control? And this is my my thing about mental toughness, guys. You're in control. You choose your thoughts. You choose your feelings, whether you agree with me or not. And you choose your digital use. And if you struggle with anxiety, with depression, with overeating, you have to 
start taking control of your life somewhere. And the first thing that I think is really healthy for people to build mental toughness skills is to start being tough with their digital use. Start being tough with your phone. Put some timers on there so that you can make an actual decision. Do I want to stay scrolling through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, which all have great benefits and services for the world? I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying what we're allowing, we're handing over our mental fitness, our mental toughness, our emotional well-being to the device we carry. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's really care about your mental health and your mental fitness. This is where you need to start. Like it or not. Right. And I was going to say, I think there's two things like I feel like people should find a hobby. You know, a lot of people love to read. I'm not a big reader. I have some books, but I love to craft. And living in a camper the last six months, I couldn't do any of that. So that's all we did was scroll through our phones. So now as we're settling into the house, I can't wait to get all my craft stuff back out so I can sit and do that at night and relax that way again versus my phone or the TV. And those things are nice because you can do it with your family or with. Right. You can sit in the living room, they've watching TV or whatever they're doing and you're working on your thing. Mm -hmm. At the time, you're not paying attention to that TV. It's just a noise in the background. And then, too, nowadays, I mean, you look at parenting, how many kids under the age of five probably have a cell phone? Oh, you know, <laughs> and they know how to work it better than we do. Video games and uh, and so they're being screens. born on that now versus you know when we were kids, you were outside twenty four seven. And when your kids leave the house, you realize <laughs> how much you miss them and how much you want to be with them. And and so you know, putting those phones down is is really nice when you can just yep. be with your family. And so those crafting times. Are really nice Wait, to focus on. You guys want to hear, uh, um, you know, because this is, you guys are wonderful and you brought me right into one of the things that I wanted to share today on my list. Do you know, I want you guys to guess, there was a census and this was in 2011. Okay, so we're talking 10 years ago. Okay, it's common sense media research. Just guess, 10 years ago, how many two to four year olds know how to use a smartphone? And then what is it today? Most of them. So give me a number. Um, I'd say 95%. I was going to say 99%. (laughs) <laughs> well, they're saying in, 2000, in, in 2011, it was 40%. In 2015, it was 70%. Now, in 2021, the reports show over 95%. Two years old. I know that when my granddaughter was two, she could take a picture and post it to Facebook mm. and she could then get herself back to her video game. I refused to get my kids cell phones until <laughs> they were the age of, what was my daughter? It was either 13 or 15. We refused to get her, and she's 17 now, so it may have been 13. But we refused to get her a cell phone because why do you need one? You know, right. you're at school every day except for the weekends, and then you're with us. You don't need one. We can call the school, get a hold of you. And that was an issue I had with school one time. I called them to change her bus route, and they're like, well, can't you just text her? 
No, my kid does not have a cell phone. She doesn't need one. Your job is to go communicate with her. And, oh, I was speaking with the dean on that one. (laughs) But, I mean, and my son, you know, he's 12 now. The only reason he's got phones is because of his medical diabetes. He's physically got to have one. Otherwise, he wouldn't have one yet. So we were refused until they were a certain age. They didn't need it. And that's like my granddaughter has one. She's 11 now. But they have certain times she can be on. Everything is blocked. Um, right. So that, you know, they know what she can and can't watch. But and my son's was that way. It was a kid's one. So on it was, it. he can only call certain people if we put them in there. Mm-hmm. And all tracking devices were on it, all that stuff. Well, and guess what? You guys can put those same limiting limiting things on your own use. Right. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I've implemented, you guys, because I can, I can, I have to use social media for my business. But what I noticed is I'm like a dog that chases a shiny hubcap (laughs) I go on to post this and then I look up and it's like 15 20 minutes later and did I enjoy myself looking at everybody's grandbabies and new houses and you know craft ideas and Halloween costumes but I blew 15 minutes of my good mental health time that I could be using it somewhere else and this is why if nothing else from today's show you put a timer on your apps that you use regularly and you can put a timer on the site you go to because I like to read the news and I can spend an hour reading news even if it's wonderful good news not just negative news right. I can read news I can read news articles and essays and all these things and I can lose an hour of my time easily and I don't notice the time has passed until my like arm is stiff my hand mm-hmm. is stiff my neck is stiff and then I look up and I go wow That was an hour of my time. And I really, you guys, today's show is about mental health and mental toughness. And we talked about overwhelm and not relying on willpower and setting up guardrails so that we have the best mental fitness, the best mental health we can have to navigate our day. Because I'm going to go down with some this thing that I I truly believe you guys, having worked in technology my whole life and worked in digital my whole life one of the largest dissatisfactions in our world today the divisiveness the anger the frustration is all because we are a world a global world of tired brains we're so tired from all this digital consumption you know digital came around 25 years 30 years ago versus our brains that took 100,000 years to evolve. We're not designed to consume this massive amount. And what happens when we get fatigued, when we get tired? We say things, we fly off the handle, we we get upset, we do things, we post things that we wouldn't do if we weren't in what? Our right mind. And too much digital consumption takes us out of our right mind. So I encourage you guys, I challenge you, shut your phone off. See if you can. Well, and that's only one part of our lives. I mean, really, you have um, all the events that kids are in school. Uh, Most women are working full time now. And so you compile all of that on your day. And, you know, your brain being tired from your social media and people are exhausted. And like me, when I'm exhausted, my anxiety makes me physically not well. And so I have to really evaluate, evaluate, evaluate and make sure that I'm not overdoing anything. 
Yeah, I work so I can sleep and so I can eat and so I can be with my family and and um, and all of that. Yeah. Well, you guys, I want to thank you for being part of this discussion today. It was a really good roundtable on mental toughness and mental fitness. For the listeners today, I hope that you enjoyed and took something away from today. And I want you guys to check out Beasy Boards. They are a sponsor today, BeasyBoards.com. They are a premium transfer system. They got all sorts of cool things over there at BeasyBoards.com. Check it out. You also want to go to Copper Touch. And that's at coppertouch.com. And you can find the world's only solid hand sanitizer. And if you love those digital devices like I do, and Kelly and Renee does, protect them by not putting a liquid sanitizer in your bag. Pop a hard hand sanitizer, coppertouch.com. It's a copper bar. You can use that as your sanitizer, and it will not affect, hurt, spill on your electronics and just kill them dead like they did my beautiful pink computer that I'm still not over <laughs> Still not over that. Might be another year. We'll be back again next week with another great show. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk.